Will you please pray with me? O oh God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations upon all of our hearts be worthy in your sight, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. If you've somehow managed to remain away from both the news and all forms of social media for the past year, then congratulations. You have somehow managed to avoid the doom and gloom of the election year, and everyone envies you. For the rest of us, if you've paid even the slightest amount of attention to the election, you will know that the fate of the world hangs in the balance of this vote. Regardless of what side of the political aisle you are on, you will know that your opponent is secretly, or not so secretly, an agent of Satan bent on destroying the country and everything we hold dear, while at the same time being a bumbling, incompetent fool. Isn't this fun? No matter who you are, we can smile and imagine that I'm talking about the other guy. But seriously, I know I haven't been around for many elections, as maybe some of you have, but I have noticed the change in the respectability and stakes for this particular election. There is a level of anxiety that has permeated our media and our nation. It seems no matter what political alignment you have, fear over this election is at an all-time high. We fear for the future of our country, for our, our rights, our international relationships, and even the fate of our planet. I feel these are valid concerns. Being concerned about your country means that you care about it. And that's a good thing. In the end, all we want is for the best for our country, even if we don't agree on exactly how that should be done. To me, it seems we've hyped up this election to Cold War proportions. Certainly, the issues we are facing in America are important. But I've seen a lot of mudslinging and doomsday predictions. I feel it is important to say this isn't the end, one way or another. God is ultimately in control, and God is not done with us yet. Let us look to the letter to the Hebrews, our reading today. In the letter, the author is encouraging the Christians who are persecuted for their faith to continue to believe. While the persecutions themselves are never stated, the author is very clear that the people are feeling the pressure. Perhaps they were Hebrew Christians who, under the pressure of the state, wished to return to their former religion and the safety 
it provided under the Roman government. But the letter encourages them, stating, keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have. For he has said, I will never leave nor forsake you. So we can say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can anyone do to me? Which is a quote from Psalm 118. Now, to put this into some context, life for a Christian under the Roman Empire was not a comfortable one. The Emperor Decius required a public sacrifice, basically a statement of sworn allegiance to the emperor and burning sacrifices to the Roman gods. Christians that refused to do so because they didn't want to worship graven images could be jailed or even executed. During the reign of Nero, Christians were viewed suspiciously. It was believed that Christians were cannibals and had mysterious rites and rituals that, in the mind of the Romans, made them dangerous. In this time, Christians were sought out and could be killed for their allegiance to something other than Rome. Emperor Nero apparently even burned Christians alive at his garden parties out of spite and the belief that Christians had been responsible for the burning of Rome. Yet, through all this, these Christians were able to keep faith that even when the world was against them, and they were literally being killed, that God was in control. We are concerned about the direction of our nation while these Christians had their own nation literally against them. Yet they still maintained that it was not the emperor who was in control, nor the emperor's gods, but their god was in control. This comes from a very long tradition of God's sovereignty in the Bible. The Old Testament is full of stories of God's power over everything. When God wanted the Hebrew people to be free from bondage in Egypt, God brought on the plagues. These plagues were not just for the sake of suffering. Each of the plagues represented one of the powers of the Egyptian gods. The Lord blocked out the sun showing that God had more power than Ra. And he turned the Nile to blood, showing that God was above Happy, the God of the Nile. All these plagues were to stress that God was more powerful than anything the great empire could concoct. After the Babylonian army destroyed Jerusalem, God swore that Babylon would receive punishment from Persia whom God willed to defeat the invaders. God used the Persian Empire to free the Jewish people from captivity. In the book of First Chronicles, King David proclaims to God that riches and honors come from you, 
and you rule over all. Our God is the one who existed before time itself, before matter had come into being. The Lord fashioned the laws of physics and set their limits. God created the fabric of all life on earth in DNA and saw it fit that the earth should be habitable for life. God created every star and galaxy we can see in the night sky and beyond. Every biosphere in existence is the work of that divine hand. Kingdoms throughout history have risen and fallen. Great leaders have ruled and been dethroned, and God has been active through them all. The stakes of this election may mean a lot to us, but God will be with us through it all, because God has never left through anything. God created and moves all things. The very fabric of the building blocks of life were put in place by the Lord. A single election will not change that. Nothing that humanity can do will ever change God's control. We have every right to be concerned about the future of our country. But no matter what happens, our God is greater than any of it. So go forth, my friends, not in fear, but with confidence that the Lord is our helper. Do your civic duty and remember that no matter the results, God is still the true ruler of all. Amen.